Let me be one of the first metaphysical teachers to tell you this. Some dreams cannot come true. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy 2021. Wow, we finally made it. I hope everybody had an awesome holiday. I know I did here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's tricky out there. Uh, slippery when wet. We've been through so much and who knows what lies ahead. I have some advice for you to guarantee the best year of your life so far. The question is, can you fo follow this advice? Now, it's so easy that many people won't give it the credit it deserves and they're going to slip and fall. But you can do this. It is so easy. It boils down to knowing what you can change and knowing what you can't. Let me be one of the first metaphysical teachers to tell you this. Some dreams cannot come true. Some dreams cannot come true. Those dreams are the ones that depend on a certain someone doing a certain something other than yourself. You know, making Bruno or Trixie fall in love with you. That's up to Bruno and Trixie. You don't want to be on that slippery slope. You can influence them and go for it, but don't hinge your happiness on them. There's other dreams that cannot come true. Messing with the cursed house, okay? You want to live in wealth and abundance, or you want to write, a, have a, a rocking creative writing career, okay? These are great dreams, but then if you say the way, the how I will get to wealth and abundance is I'm going to write that book, Oprah will love it, and I'll sell a million copies, live happily ever after. Wait a minute, you said wealth and abundance. That's, a, that's obtainable by anybody. You said a rocking writing career where you are fulfilled. That's obtainable by anybody. But suddenly saying it's got to be this book that everyone loves, including Oprah, and it'll be my ticket to happily ever after, you have just slammed shut the door on all other possibilities. Similarly to these micromanagement pitfalls, we're emerging from coronavirus. We're emerging back out into the world, or actually most of us are on the most severe lockdown of this entire epidemic. Um, we're on the cusp of emerging out into the world, and you feel ready to go and you feel limited you feel frustrated you're getting angry this does not bode well for any kind of manifestation know what you can change know what you can't you're not going to rewrite the script on coronavirus okay you're not going to rewrite the script on making rocky fall in love with you but you can write the script right now with a dream by following this one rule that is 100% obtainable. And I'm not saying you can't have money. I'm not saying you can't have love. You can have it all. 
You just can't say who, how, when, where. Don't fight the universe. That's what you're doing when you're pissed off about coronavirus and lockdown. There's the internet. There's books. You can travel inward. You can get ready for the most rocking time of your life. That's not even the advice I came here to share with you today. Here's the one thing that anybody can have. A generally defined big picture and result. Joy, health, financial abundance, friends and laughter, a rocking career. You can have that. It can be about you, you, you. You don't have to be selfless. It can be about the bling and the money and all the all that sparkles. You can have whatever you want, but you have to leave room for the universe to blow your mind. You cannot be saying, this is how, this is when, this is where, this is who. Stop the micromanagement. Stop fighting coronavirus. Stop fighting the world. Stop being pissed off. Enjoy who you are. Enjoy where you are. You're amazing. You're gorgeous. You're poised for the best of your life. Get that into your head and then go big picture. Financial abundance with an awesome travel partner. Um, creatively fulfilled career. You can have that, coronavirus or no coronavirus. You roll with what is, you celebrate who you already are, you have big picture and results, your wish is the universe's command. Okay, of course thoughts become things. Of course stay action. Of course stay in action. Of course stay busy. Stuff I'll be talking about later this week and in the remainder of the, the, the month. Uh, I will also be sharing, drum roll please, all of my best insights, including the one I just covered about general end results and how to visualize details. Don't insist on the details. Do insist on the generality. I'm sharing all of that starting Tuesday. That's tomorrow. Starting tomorrow on my 21 day change one thing adventure. I'm going to teach you how to change one thing and get it or better. Because your one thing might be in the Bermuda Triangle of manifesting. So I'm going to teach you how to name your one thing, anything you want, and then leave room for even better. There might be better than Bruno, Rocky, or Trixie out there. Okay, and I'm going to help you define and name the end result or better. Every day for three weeks, three weeks, you're going to get a five or six or seven minute video from yours truly, pre-recorded, sequentially designed to help you change your one thing. What is your one thing? You got a one thing. And when you know how to change that one thing, you can replicate this and change anything else that your heart desires when you know these simple steps. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy new year again, Mike Dooley. And it's time for a spiritual tune-up. Of course, the questions coming in all pertain to dreams and goals and making this year the best year possible. I'm happy to oblige. Today's question is a really good one. We've touched on it in earlier tune-ups. What our ego wants versus the greater good. Specifically, Mike, in manifesting your own ego's desires, you can tell this is good. Can you miss what the universe has planned for you? Is it therefore wrong to manifest as it can go against possibly the greater good? I mean, if you're not synchronized with the universe, your higher self, 
you know, you might want one thing and the whole world is trying to give you another thing. Boy, we can make manifesting complicated. And that kind of question is awesome because it points to a lot of layers here that exist because of our ego. So let me strip it bare and tell you the simple basic truth. There's a couple of concepts here. One, the greater good. What is the greater good? Best for all people involved. Where do you fit into that equation? Should you put their needs before your own? The greater good. Then there is what does the universe have in store for you? You are its favorite child. Oh my gosh, we don't want to mess that one up, right? And what about your higher self? What if your higher self said, I want to go down there, planet Earth, and be a tall, bald guy? You know, um, but then you come along and throw a spanner in the works and you want to live your life on the fly by the seat of your pants, directed by your ego and totally mess up what your higher self wanted. Whoa, complications. The greater good and what the universe wants and what your higher self wants and what your ego wants has always been the same thing. Your joy. That's the greater good. That's what the universe wants. That's why the universe wanted to be you. Go ahead and be present. Go ahead and listen to your ego. There's no contradiction there. Imagine, and I've shared this before, you're a travel buff. You've gotten vaccinated. You're going to hit the world in the latter part of 2021 and make up for lost territory, just hypothetically. Let's say you want to go to Kathmandu, never been to Nepal before on the Pacific, uh, the, you know, Asia. And uh, so you do some research and you find out about, oh, the, the Himalayas and tiger tops and the rhino and, you know, all the camping and trekking and schlepping and Sherpas. And so eight months from now, there you are. And you're at a crossroads walking downtown Kathmandu. Do you go left? Do you go right? Hmm, what would my greater self want? Uh, wait a minute. Your greater self in this case, in this metaphor, is the you who planned the trip. Would you really be like, hmm, I need to base this decision on Mike. Mike's ideas back in January when Mike said, let's go to Kathmandu. It's like, you're in a better place then and there on the ground in Kathmandu to call those shots to bring about your greatest happiness. For you to be like, what does Mike back in January want out of this Kathmandu trip? How am I best going to achieve that? It's like, oh my God, Mike just wanted your butt in Kathmandu. You just wanted your butt in Kathmandu. The universe just wanted to be you. Now it's about you getting it on. And the only way you can truly be happy, and this is the crux of the matter, is if you do it your way, if you follow your heart, if you reason with your mind, if you learn your lessons, and there's no better way to learn lessons, whether it's being of service or following your heart, then doing the best you can with what you've got from where you are. You have to be you. And that's where the ego comes in. The ego is going to tell you, I know how to be me. Listen, listen, listen. But your job, not to annihilate the ego, to manage the ego to put it all into place, to ask yourself, is this what I really want? Do I really want to move towards financial abundance and total freedom and be able to help other folks? Yes, 
then that's the greater good. Then that's what the universe wants. And there's no way you can mess this up. The greater good, what the universe wants, what your higher self wants, and what your ego wants is always your happiness. That's what to focus on. Will you stub your toes? Will you think going down that is going to down that path is going to make me really happy and find out sometimes that that path won't make you happy? Won't that be the best lesson in the world ever for your ultimate long-term happiness to eliminate some of these distractions and find out that that's not where the juice is, that's not where your heart is? This is the greater good. So the bottom lesson here at the beginning of this beautiful auspicious year, have your dreams big dreams. Follow your heart. That's what the universe wants. The universe knows your nature, as is true of all people. You're good. You're going to take other people's feelings into account. You're not going to live your life based on their feelings, but you're going to do your best to be of service. You're going to do your best to shine your light. You're going to do your best to be an example to other folks. And you're going to do that best by being yourself, anchored in the present, listening to your ego, learning to manage it. Go have at it. And if you're of the persuasion of goalless living, like I just want to live off the seat of my pants, just go wherever intuition calls me, Great. That's awesome. Also, that's a goal, by the way. Goalless living is a goal. I'm not being facetious here. We all have desires. And sometimes we think if I just got rid of my desires, my dreams, my goals, I could be in the present and enjoy my life more. Nothing can eliminate your desires. That's a healthy part of the component that makes you an adventurer in time and space. Your, your personality and what has come from it, your ego is the, the encapsulation of what God wanted in being you. God didn't want to be you so that you would have no personality, no preferences, no desires. So go for goalless living if you want, but you're still going to have desires. Okay. Learn to follow your intuition more. It's all good. Just be happy and you'll learn how to set those goals, reach those targets, take the baby steps, allow the universe to carry you along, which is just your greater self, which wants for you what you want for yourself. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Great question today as we formulate what it is we want to bring into our lives this year. Um, the title, Three Reasons Why Some Manifestations Take So Long. The specific question, Mike, I have a question for mom and I. We are amazing manifesting creatures. It just seems that we're sometimes really slow. One dream took eight years. That seems like a crazy long time. Why are we not manifesting sooner and faster? Fair question. First off, all manifestations. Take time. Okay, you think 60,000 thoughts a day and you have all kinds of things you want to bring into your life, take out of your life or change. So you got to understand, and I know this is not your question yet, uh, that, that it always takes time. And extrapolating from there, some dreams will take years or decades. But I can tell you, my greatest dream come true is the life I lead right now. And in the beginning, it seemed like it wasn't happening. It seemed like month after month and then year after year, time went by and nothing changed. And then suddenly, I was there. I, and 
And when I got there years into it, it was like, that didn't take long at all. Meaning just keep busy, occupy yourself. Uh, the time is going to fly by, even when it seems like things aren't changing. And you will look back at this incubation period with gratitude that you stayed the course. I've got three main reasons why manifestations take a long time or don't happen at all and three fixes that's coming up. But what I want to focus on right now is that you understand it's going to take time and that you not draw false bogus assumptions because of the seeming delay. I think more damage is done to a dream's potential to come true by people, people's impatience assuming something's wrong with me. I must have invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs. The universe must have her own time schedule. Blah, 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 and there goes your power. So just because you want something and don't have it, which is the name of the game of the adventure of life, that doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. And as you bide your time and stay engaged and love your life as it is before the manifestation shows up, when it shows up, you're going to be like, dang, that didn't take long at all, even if it was eight years. A small price to pay for a really big dream come true. So now, the three reasons. Number one, poorly framed or poorly chosen dreams, desires, aka, I call them end results. All dreams begin with the end in mind. Part of my workshop yesterday, if you were there. The workshop for the 21 Day Change One Thing Adventure, of course, which you can still join. Poorly framed end results are probably, if not definitely, the number one reason dreams either take a long time or don't come true at all. And the most common problem with a poorly defined dream, most common example, is when you hinge your dream's manifestation on the behavior of a certain someone. You can't control other people. No amount of visualizing, no amount of divinity is going to make somebody march to the beat of your drummer. Whether it's a partner in business or love, or a client or a publisher or anybody else, if your star is hinged on another, big trouble. Now, if you're married to somebody that's a little bit different, but still you can't manipulate them, but there ought to be room in a relationship for your own joy while enjoying the company of another. And they ought to have some space as well. Our happiness does not come from a relationship. Relationships add to our happiness. So poorly framed end results. The number one way to fix this is to broaden the scope. Broadens, instead of I want you know Mary to fall in love with me, broaden the scope and say, I want a rocking relationship. And you may say, no, Mary completes me. And I say, you might not get Mary. You want a rocking relationship. You think it's going to come from Mary. Broaden the scope. Mary is still an option, but now there's room for Trixie or better if it's not Mary. So this is the only way to fix that. And it's going to cure your messing with the cursed house. It'll cure your obsession with timelines and dates and deadlines. Um, it's the ultimate end result is generally stated broad in scope. Of course, that 
raises a lot of questions. That's why I do day long and week long workshops. And that's why I'm doing the 21 day change one thing adventure. I've given you the whole answer. But if you have questions as to where the details come into play and what to attach to and what not to attach to, I answer those in all of my works um, or you can suss them out yourself. So number one, poorly defined end results is the culprit. And you can fix this by broadening the scope, visualize the details attached to the broad scope and allow for even better than the details you visualized. There you go. Mini, mini workshop. Number two, lack of consistent action. You could have guessed that. The fix, start taking action. Make lists ahead of time of the stuff you're going to do this month, this quarter, this year, and stick to those lists. Do those things. All right. It's not enough to dream. Being excited about the nature of reality, that the universe is pushing you on to greatness, will never change your life. You have to engage. And that often means taking baby steps, even though you don't know how you're going to ultimately get there. You still have to do something, do anything. Anything is better than nothing. And number three, the third reason for slow or no go manifestations is conflicting desires or conflicting beliefs. Okay. Like money is bad, big money, big problems, but I want to live in wealth and abundance. You can't have both. Easy workaround, easy fix. Uh, other examples before I give you the fix, poor, poorly chosen dreams, if they're based on proving yourself, or if they're based on justifying your existence, or if they're based on anything other than your joy for life. Okay. So those are examples of conflict. You're going to do this to show dad that you're tougher than he ever gave you credit to be. But that thing you're doing is not who you are. There's a lie. You're really this kind of person and you're not allowing yourself to be this kind of person. You want to go here, but you're going there. You might get nowhere. So either conflicting desires, um, poor rationale, poor reason for your dreams or conflicting beliefs. The easy workaround for all of those, be led by joy. Be led by joy. And I know that there have been times in my life where I couldn't find the joy and I didn't know what direction to move in. If this is your case, your best approximation, what do you think might be fun? What do you think might be fun if you stuck with it for a few months? That's better than sitting around doing nothing, claiming you don't know what makes you happy. Fake it, okay? Go do something. Go hang out in nature, go be with animals, mingle with people if at all possible, um, but be led by joy. That will ultimately put you on a course that your heart is guiding and that'll, that'll reconcile conflicts. Your joy will override invisible limiting beliefs. And of course, you're going to be framing your dreams wisely, step one, um, and taking consistent action be led by joy. Jumbo fellow adventurers and welcome to another spiritual tune up after one heck of a day yesterday here in the United States. I'm sure you felt the reverberations around the world wherever you are right now. Um, I'm, of course, I'm speaking to the breach of Capitol Hill during the counting of the electoral votes for the next president of the United States. 
Um, gosh, where to begin and what to share? I'm sure it's on your mind, so uh, I want to go there. I've got a few little ideas here. Um, and first off, I'll preface it with, you know, what we saw was clearly wrong. Um, violence is always wrong. There is never an acceptable time to be violent. I, I don't know. This is not about what side you're on. This is not about the transgressions of Donald Trump and, and Fox News. It's not about the transgressions of mainstream media. Everyone has a gripe. But if somebody on either or any side uses their gripe as justification for violence, it leads to more violence. Even if the initial offense was violent, in the deepest of spiritual uh, ways, violence is never a suitable or appropriate response, not to anything, not ever. Now, I know there's tangents here, and I know that that alone is going to raise a lot of questions. I've written books on this, if you will, major chapters on it to give it legs. I can't go there right now in a five-minute little video. If you're curious, you know, there's others who teach the same. You can look at my books, uh, namely... Uh, Life on Earth would be a book of mine where I go into how violence is never okay, not even as a response to violence. But let's look at the bigger picture and find out where we're, where we're at and where we're going. Um, and that is to realize that you and I picked a really wild and crazy and adventurous time to be alive. Literally, we are going from the dark ages this present day is the dark ages into the light. And right now I can tell you, brothers and sisters, it is unimaginably beautiful where we're headed, where there will be love and respect for everyone always, whether they're engaged in life or sitting on the sidelines, black, white, yellow, green, no matter what color, always love and respect for everyone. And we all saw that vision before we chose this lifetime. And we did choose this lifetime. Again, check out my books. I can't go deeper than that right now. And what we wanted to be part of was ushering in this golden age of infinite possibilities where love would reign for millions of years. This is the stone age right now. Literally, we are alive in the darkest of times. The Stone Age. I'm caveman and you are cavewoman and we're just fumbling around in our own ignorance as incrementally from the time we arrived. And no, this is not, it's, and the time we arrived was not as amoebas, okay? All right, what's wrong with creationism and evolution? Okay, a lot of tangents here. But from the time we arrived here as budding divine beings, encased in the human vehicle, the body, uh, biology, this planet. We were so distracted by the illusions, we thought life was happening to us. This is a story of Adam and Eve, and we've been firing only our physical senses from that day. Why? How? What's going on? We knew that this would be the beginning of a march towards a higher vibrational living, simply meaning more love, more awareness of our inner truths, our inner reality, our timeless being, our multidimensional selves. We each volunteered, talk about, talk about adventures, to be on the cutting edge of reality creation just as it was beginning. And so here we are now, just 
recently emerged from the caves and were, you know, still uh, in, steeped in ignorance where we, we have arguments and we fight and we shoot and we kill and we bomb ourselves. But this is making possible a march into a higher vibration. And during this entire march, we're bathed in love. There's beauty everywhere. Our power is immense. And we have the faculties in our mind and in our heart to know better and to ask bigger questions and to recalculate and to recalibrate and to reassess every decision we make, every move we make so that we can accelerate the advancement of humanity, call it into the light, into the next million years of pure, total love. This is what we've decided to do. And if you will, as you could expect, as with a human individual growing from baby to adulthood, there's going to be growing pains. And there's going to be folks who, hey man, I mastered life. You know, when I was 10, I was dumb, but now I'm 12 and I know everything. You know, and it's like, hey, wait a minute. Now I've got a, now I'm 16 and I have to pay my bills. And now I'm getting old. Hey, like I liked it the way it was. I liked it when I was young, dumb, and however that song goes. Some of you know the title. Um, young, dumb, and broke. I liked it better then. Let's go back and be great again. Let's go be great again. Because man, I had it all back then. It's like, hey, we weren't so great back then. We're greater today and we're going to be greater tomorrow. And so what we saw in Capitol Hill yesterday was a flare. It wasn't the norm. It was a, a little spark of the old dying guard, if you will. Um, it, it's not like, oh my God, is this where we're headed? No, we're not headed there. We're headed into to rainbows and sunshine and love everywhere really soon. In our lifetimes, we're going to look back on yesterday and just be like, OMG, man, what were people thinking? What were we thinking? I, we were taking sides. We were hating each other. We were angry about this. We were telling lies. They were lying. I was lying. Everyone was lying. In our lifetime, we will look back at the folly, at the error, at the ignorance, at the stupidity of what happened yesterday in Capitol Hill by people who were doing their best with what they had. And so even now, all of us need to have some patience and some tolerance as we shine our lights as brightly as possible. And if you feel called to protest, go protest. If you feel called to write a blog or to shoot a video or to, to be heard, you go do that. Always in peace, always with reverence for the beauty of life and honor to other people, whether or not it seems like they deserve it because everyone deserves respect. And if we could get quicker to the light, we would be respecting each other far more. There wouldn't be this political divisiveness. And we would be that much closer to the end game, if you will, when things really get fun. When everyone loves everyone. Everyone helps everyone. Everyone's totally, creatively engaged in life with respect and honor. This is where we're headed. Look at where we've been even 500 years ago, the dark, dark, dark ages. Yes, it's still dark compared to where we're going, but there's still light. There's a dawn out there and we can all see it. And each of us, last, last word on this, 
Each of us has that ability to go within and know better and do better. And whether or not you have been a part of violence or things gone askew, all of us, myself included, can be less partisan, can be less intolerant, and can be more of who we're called to be during these crazy times. So go out and love a Republican, go out and love a Democrat, go out and love a Libertarian, go out and love everybody because this is where we're going and we knew what we were getting into when we chose this lifetime and it's gonna be so beautiful. Don't be discouraged, don't be dissuaded. Look what's happening already at the, at the direction, uh, the course of humanity where there is fewer wars, there is more cooperation. Yes, there's been some steps back in those directions uh, in, in the last few years, but we're unstoppable. Love is unstoppable. It's going to be okay. Go out and love somebody new today. All right? Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. And this morning, the question is about manifesting efficiency. Mike, please speak on the importance of effort. Is it possible to efficiently manifest without effort in relation to the physical world? I think this is a fantasy um, born of misunderstandings. So let's roll back to the beginning, the beginning of the beginning, where there was no time, space, and matter. There was just divine mind. And we were part of divine mind because everything is of divine mind. Nothing can't be pure divine mind, some form or derivation thereof. Hear me out. So we were, God was everywhere, always at once because there was no time. There was no space. There was no differentiation. And yet God perpetually growing, expanding, creating, and loving gave birth to the illusions of time, space, and matter. Even mainstream scientists today will tell you that if you look close enough with a microscope at matter, it's not solid. Okay, you just go right on through it. If you get small enough, small enough, small enough. Einstein said that time, space, and matter are relative, synonymous with illusionary. They are not what we think they are. But because we chose to play, now... We have this juice of have versus have not. Here versus there. Now versus later. And suddenly there's these rich dimensions that seem so real. It's like totally the cutting edge of reality creation, as I talked about yesterday. So here we are thinking that the world exists independent of us not realizing at this early stage of our conscious evolution that we are happening to life, that we came first. But the blessing here, not a fall from grace, bad verbiology in the Bible, the blessing here is that we, we can have these adventures that lead to emotion that divine mind was oblivious to prior to the jungles of time and space. Without the illusions, without believing in here and there and high and goodbye, there's no sadness. There's no, there's no joy in the way we know joy emotionally within the illusions. I'm sure there, there's just nonstop radiant bliss. But all of the emotions we have in time and space are made possible by, by our believing 
in the illusions. So what does this have to do with effortless manifesting and not taking action? We now have, because we chose to deal with space, we have to deal with space. So if you want to go from here to there, while in some future realm, when we're all walking on water again, I'm sure it's possible to ascend and to blink and appear in different parts of the time-space continuum. Here I'm having breakfast in Tokyo, tomorrow lunch in Paris, uh, tonight dinner in Cape Town. Uh, I'm sure that's possible, but that kind of is not as important. That's where we came from. It's no big deal. It's not as important as the richness of feeling emotions in a journey called life through the jungles of time and space. So here we have space that we need to transcend. And if you want a new travel partner with benefits, or forget the travel thing, if you want a partner with benefits, if you want wealth and abundance, if you want friends and laughter, you're not going to find them on your living room couch, you know, with the vision board. It's just you, you have to take action. You have to take action. Now, in the soup of the illusions, if you want manifesting efficiency, two things. You have to have consistency of your thought and focus. If you want abundance, you need to be there as consistently as possible here. If you want love and romance, create it here. Thoughts become things. You need to be consistent. But you also, number two, need to be congruent. You can't be thinking uh, of one thing and speaking another. You can't be thinking of one thing uh, and my life is going to take off and I'm going to have so much fun and I'm going to go here and there with all of my favorite people, but be sitting on the couch. If you're sitting on the couch, you're contradicting your belief and your ability to go rock the world. You're not even trying to rock the world. You're not even rocking your living room. You're just sitting there. So you need consistency of focus when you're in the illusions like we are. If you want to create change, you need consistency of focus and you need congruence of thoughts, words, and actions. So you know, when you understand that you're pushed on to greatness, when you understand your thoughts become things, when you understand the truth, which is so easy to get through deductive reasoning, me and so many other people are sharing it, and I got it from within, you can get it from within. When you are there, then the thing you most want to do is act. You don't want to be like, Wow, how can I make, manifest stuff and not do stuff? It's like, oh man, I want to do stuff. I'm going to meet new best friends. I'm going to fall in love. I'm going to be loved. I'm going to spark miracles. I'm going to be this gladiator of joy. Oh my God, get me out of this living room. Get me off the couch. I want to go rock and roll. And here's the thing. With understanding, you have optimism. You have expectation. And with understanding, you realize your action steps are the easy ones. Show up. Just show up. Hoist your sails and the magical winds of the universe will fill them and take your little dinghy or yacht anywhere you want to go. Your part is the easy part. True manifesting with an understanding of the nature of reality is always efficient. You baby step, baby step, party. Baby step, baby step, smile. Baby step, baby step, it just gets so good. Okay, so a great question about efficiency and action, but think not that you don't want to act. It's just polluted thinking 
that life is hard and people are mean and you need to get a break and I have to go to a job I don't like. Well, in that mindset, nobody would want to act. But you can change that mindset. You can understand the truth. You can rock your life. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with one million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.